All right, this week on One More Pass, we talk about the NFL starting up next week. Guys, we're almost there. Nine days. Mm, so close. Nine days. Joey's pumped. Boncos, here we go. We cover the NCAA as well, and we also talk about boycotting the uh, league's major sports, all these players coming out, which is really awesome. <laughs> Excuse me. And we give our AFC picks of the week. And uh, once again, actually, Joey gives you uh, a small surprise about his Broncos picks for this year. Guys ready to get going? Yes. Let's go. Let's do it. Welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. You can find us at One More Pass on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, week six. How y'all feeling? Sore. Sore. Just had three days of rehearsal. Joey, I'm, do you- I'm sore just thinking about how sore yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, just all that running and then on top of that, throwing some drumming. Man, you're Well, we didn't uh, have, you know, no OTAs, no mini camp. We nothing. just went straight. We just went straight to, to pads. We just put the, we just put the pads on. <laughs> And, uh, you know, those, those up-tempo country ballads, they take it out of you. I know, you know, man. What's the fastest song Scotty has on this? It's like, what, 120? Is it in between? I, I mean, maybe. Yeah. In, in between is probably, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't have the BPMs. You don't have a memorized? Memorized, but it was, uh, I, I should have, it would have been entertaining. You guys would have loved the sounds I made standing up getting off the stool, you know, the old man. Oh, oh you like the Tin Woods Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, so a little sore, but ready for some football coming up soon. Well, that's good. Uh, you guys don't have a uh, team masseuse or team chiropractor at the end of every rehearsal just working on you guys? They got laid off oh, it, yeah. due to COVID. Although uh, our front of house guy, yesterday we broke for lunch, went to Mitchell's Deli. Yeah. Yeah. East Nashville, one of my favorites. You get the Asian flank. Brought it back. I was going to get that, but I went turkey, bacon, oh. avocado, with sprouts on it. That's Strong another choice. one of my another one of my favorites. Yeah. But he went and got a haircut. I guess there's a barber at Soundcheck. Did you guys know that? No. Uh, yeah. Our bass player, Pat, he actually texted us and uh, said, hey, how come everyone's always late for rehearsal? Because he walked into one of the open rehearsal halls. But I'm like, oh, dude, are you, you subbing in with somebody? You doing some video shoot? Oh, no, I'm just getting a haircut here. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he said it was a. It comes with a beer or yeah, or some so. whiskey or whatever you want. And I'm pretty sure it's the person that does all the haircuts at all the Live Nation festivals. Oh, you're right. I think so because he said, yeah, he yeah, said like, they I tour think, right. Yeah. yeah, so like I think they have a uh, their own shop and sound check now, which is it's a one stop shop. Uh, like there's a gym in the annex. Yep. There's a haircut place. You can get your ears figured out. That's right. Well, for Jay, your you can get your. I can get mine. I'm really yeah. sorry, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this Friday, it's your time to shine, man. Yeah. This man. Friday. Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be. Uh, what's going to be your, like, what's going to be your, like, pump up playlist? What's going to. You can play a Sandstorm before you guys go on? Or are you going to get some Rocky theme going? I, I was going to say it's, it's going to be the Rocky theme. That's my, it's been my ringtone from when I first got my first iPhone. And it's, it, it's still remain. I mean, going to fly now. Yeah. No truer words, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh quick question uh, did you guys okay four rehearsals in a normal world right so normally we all go in at the beginning of each year that's when we actually hash out a new show or i guess if you don't have new music to learn maybe just rearrange some stuff 
whatever else. Uh, do you guys always record board tapes to be like, okay, hey, like this is our show for this year, and then people can could go back and reference it and listen to it? Like, do you guys do that as well? T- typically, we usually don't. Or I think Jeff usually records it, but doesn't really send it out unless it's like, hey, we haven't played in a while. Got Here's it. a. Um, we actually did it our. Um, one of the guys in our band had a, a family, uh, a death in the family. So he wasn't able to be there. So we did actually record it so he could, he could go over and, and listen to it and learn it. It was funny. Cause our, our band leader was like, Hey, I'm going to do it like two track. I can send you guys stems if you guys. And I'm like, I no need, like I, <laughs> I I'm good. And then somebody said, well, why don't we have everything recorded? And just in case, um, cause they're doing temperature te- checks at the Ryman just in case, something happened to someone we could put, you know, put the tracks in and yeah, and it would be okay. To which I say, well, now I'm kind of hoping that it's me because it would be kind of <laughs> awesome to have just like a live band and live drums and just a drum set with nobody up there. I That'd be really be, funny. Yeah. The ratings would just go through the roof. I'm like, I've been the, uh, the, uh, sub pro over the past two weeks, apparently. So if you guys need a, a fill in drummers, let me know. I've seen that. Yeah. So yeah. Did some video shoots with Jordan Davis the other day, which was really cool. It can vary last minute. You but, were uh, playing the you were playing the cajon, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. I was I was playing the sweet, sweet cardboard box with the hole cut out. Hashtag LP, hashtag cajon. Hashtag, was it LP or was it minor? Hashtag box kit. Oh, okay. Oh. Ooh, watch out. But you know, that was cool. So that came up last minute. So that was kind of cool to play with human beings again. Yeah. Uh, back to my board tape question. Do you guys like rehearse for like three days and then the very last run through when people are just mentally and physically exhausted. Is that the time that you record the board <laughs> tape to where everybody is just like shitting all over everything because you're just drained? Cause that's what happens to us. It's just like, okay, cool. Great. Oh, we need to record board tape. And then it's like the last thing that we do and everybody's just messing up everywhere because no one's paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. I th- I, yeah. That, I think that is what we did. I think we recorded the last, the last few, we ran the, the set twice and the one before that, the second to last one was definitely better. Yeah. Because of the same, you know, the last one, you're like four more songs till we can just pack up and, and get out of here. We were, we were in room A at Soundcheck, the cavern, you know. Yeah. There's that little Indiana Jones looking light coming out of the, the roof. And you're like, is it is it midnight? What time is it? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was good to be back. Good to remember how to play drums. Cool. Rob? How was your week? Are you anywhere with Brad Paisley this week or uh, you guys? Uh, Man, we're just keeping the trend going. You're still off? Still off. There's a there's some casino dates on the on Master Tour for December, so I've just got the calendar. I'm just Xing off the days. Nice. There's a little function now on Master Tour where you can put a little red X. No, there's not. The no, there's countdown. Not. <laughs> I was like, the that countdown. sounds awesome. I was like, funny. <laughs> updated it great. Yeah. yeah. No, just, um, actually, I've been doing quite a, just drumming at the house. I've got some. I've got a project that I'm doing next weekend. Then I've got a wedding coming up and another session, some stuff. So I've been playing drums at the house. Great. Slowly get my, my skills back, you know, cause when we've, when the lockdown first started, I was playing drums every day and then I quit for like two months. I didn't pick up a pair of sticks because I got busy and, uh, man, it's, mm-hmm. it's been educating. Yeah. Cause I actually did the opposite. I really <laughs> didn't play for the first two months and then now starting to get back into it. So, but we're six months into it, and uh, hey, guess what? We're all still off the road. But you can catch Joey with Scotty McCreary at the Ryman this Friday, live on pay-per-view. $10? 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Yeah. 
Tyson fight afterwards, we made the pay-per-view boxing joke. Oh, really? A lot over the past three or four days. And I, I think I laughed every time. Nice. Because when you, you say every time Scott, you know, he's practicing what he's going to say. And hey, thanks for joining us on this pay-per-view. Like somebody would say, oh, you know, coming up next, you know, <laughs> our heavyweight bout <laughs> fighting Tyson. When is that? In a month? A couple months, yeah. right? Tyson can come back? I'm, yeah. I'm going to watch that. I think so. Oh, I will. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, maybe we should try to get together and watch that together. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. Hopefully it'll go more than... More than he did with Spinks. God. Yeah. yeah. Catch Joe Ryman on Friday. Support him. Support Scotty. That supports the rest of the band so he can feed his his many, many children. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's we got, go. We got NFL coming up a week from Thursday. Guys, I'm getting pretty pumped about this. How are y'all feeling? So, so excited. Like, yeah. I I've, I know we've talked on previous shows about, uh, we're getting a little more hopeful, but we're I'm, I'm trying to be, trying to not, all, like, I'm all in. I'm going to be crushed if something <laughs> happens in the season. I'm so excited. Like I'm so encouraged by the testing, how, how well everything's going. I can't wait. Thursday night, Texans Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe J.J. Watt. I don't want to see Mahomes get too hurt, but maybe he's just out for the year <laughs> for a minor. I think you're going to be more worried about J.J. Watt getting hurt. That's true. Well, maybe <laughs> this could be his one game. Maybe he could make yeah. it. Maybe he could make it a week. Well, yeah, because he hasn't finished a season in a couple of years, right? It's been a while. Yeah. 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 At least a few years. Yeah. How are you feeling about the season coming up, man? I feel great. I, I, I'm. Do you remember when you were like in elementary or middle school and you're like, it's end of April, like you're starting to kind of crest that hill to the to summer, you know, you, you see the finish line and you're just like, every day feels like a slog. Mm-hmm. That That's what it's felt like, even though there's been so much going on, even out, especially outside of sports, just everything like I just haven't like even knowing that game's coming up next week, that first NFL game, it still feels like it's a month away to me. Yeah. Cause like all my other, all my other benchmarks that kind of herald the season. Like I, I know, I don't know if you ever, yeah, I think we've all talked about it. It's like, I was a big fan of the, the Drew McGarry's why your team sucks. Yeah. That was always oh, like yeah. a, for the, and so he's not writing for Deadspin anymore. I think he's got a podcast with another guy and I think he's somebody told me the other day, I followed him, but I haven't listened to it yet. And somebody told me that there's maybe like another website or another blog. Those are so great. Yeah. And so like the reading those was always. It's here. Yeah. It's because, you know, he would write one for each team. And of course he would have the, the, the people write in the fans write in. And so that was like, okay, that's a, that's a benchmark, you know? So you just kind of cut the days off as they, as they go. So, and since we've had all this other kind of a, social upheaval and all the stuff going on with the big 10. And it's like, it just feels like every day is some kind of new obstacle to yeah <laughs> to hurdle. So yeah, I'm glad it's coming. I'm, I'm so stoked. I, I, you know, watched a little bit of hard knocks, the first episode of hard knocks last night, and which I, ha- I haven't watched it in a while, but I wanted to watch this one this season just because just to see how they're doing, how serious the players and the teams are taking the, the protocols and the, all the, precautionary measures and everything. And it was just interesting to see how, I mean, they put a lot of money and effort into, you know, making sure people stay far apart and, you know, the locker rooms and wearing masks and everything. It's, it's, um, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> so ready to talk <laughs> about actual games being played, you know, than all the other stuff around it. And what yeah. I mean by I'm excited is uh, I'm boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna, not gonna stand for the flag. I'm out. 
I'm just kidding. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, this is a, I get NFL Sunday ticket every year, which I end up being home to watch football all Sunday, maybe three times a year right. because of being on the road. Mm-hmm. And all, most tour buses have NFL Sunday ticket, which is great because you can jump, mm-hmm. jump back and forth between games. But this year with chances are no touring throughout the end of the year, I'm so excited to dedicate my life to <laughs> NFL watching Sundays so much so that in our basement, we've got a TV down there. It doesn't get watched a bunch. We usually watch it kind of up on the main floor and uh, actually ordered a little couch futon oh. thing for down there. Like it's, mm. it's, I'm taking, I'm taking it up a level. A I mean, I'm planning on, yeah, I might just maybe just spend the night down there for the weekend. Are you going to Re- get like a Von Miller big head and put it on the wall? Really? <laughs> really? Head. I, a fat head, sorry. <laughs> it's just really, <laughs> I like big head though. Sorry. I just really want to dedicate myself. I don't think that the, the Broncos tattoo on my shoulder wasn't enough. It's really time to, to dive in. I know the team appreciates it. They, yeah. e- they emailed me and really thanked me for diving in. Man, dude, I think that you should get uh, Broncos tattooed on yeah. my forearms. Orange Kush on the other arm. Orange Kush, yeah. Um, I did want to, I did want to read a tweet. This is, uh, Aaron Schatz is a, he's a, he's just a football blogger. He said, there are a ton of college teams that have had outbreaks. There are no NFL teams that have had outbreaks. Theory. The problem isn't football. The problem is college. Yeah. I think that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. You're seeing paid professionals, older, they're, they're doing it responsibly and it looks like they're going to have knock on wood, a full season, or at least starting that way while college seems to kind of dicey. Yeah. Although there will be, there'll be football this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, quick question, and I'm just going to throw this out there. What if the NCAA athletes were starting to get paid this season for their name and likeness? Do you think that they would take this whole thing more seriously if they were getting paid or not? Or do you think they would just revert to just being college kids and you know, being like, oh, it's my time to party, let loose a little bit? You know, what do you guys think? I'd like to think that they would take it more seriously mm-hmm. um, and that that would improve the chances of, of, of keeping numbers down. And uh, I think, it, I think it would make a difference. In fact, if you see, I know they've been reporting numbers for like university of Michigan and Clemson, like they've been having at least on the team, almost no cases or close to zero cases. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, the, the athletes are taking it seriously enough then it becomes, as that tweet said, well, they're still in college. So you've got the um, college parties and, and different events going on. Although universities are starting to crack down on those quite not a bit. Alabama. And they're coming. Not Alabama. <laughs> not, not, not Alabama. Um, there was like 200, 300, something like that. Yeah. But so I do think it'd make a difference. I don't know if it would make it get to the point that the, that the NFL would. Mm-hmm. But I think, especially for if you look at schools in the Big Ten or the Pac-12, you know, maybe if it became a, we're going to pay you, you know, to use your name and likeness, and and this is what it's going to take for us to have a season. I feel like, yeah, that would make a difference. Yeah, Rob, I think the difference would be how much they would get paid. I don't know. There's still college kids. I mean, I, a lot of those kids probably been playing a ball for a long time, and you know, as we all know, there's such a small percentage of of players that actually do well enough and perform well enough to go and play in the NFL and get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um. College is still college, man, and human nature is still human nature. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be a, you know, a negative Nelly, but I, I don't, you know, if they were getting paid, like really getting paid, 
I would think a large percentage of them. But if it was some just kind of like monthly stipend or something like that, I don't think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the whole LSU offensive line is on two-week quarantine right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like... Your Tigers are going to be great. It's going to be... It, it, well, but it's going to be... I think it's going to... Tigers are going to purr. Yeah. <laughs> no no growl. Yeah, no growling this year. Um, you know, no. Jamar Chase is gone. No soaring either. Uh, no, it's... I mean, we're going to... I think you're going to start seeing once... You know, because he's, you know, these kids still have to go to school. Um, right. All the other stresses and stuff will, will start kicking in. And, and um, I don't know. I, I just don't. I'm a, I'm a wait and see. I would like to think that they would take it serious regardless. Yeah. Totally, <laughs> they are yeah. getting, they are getting a, a scholarship, you know, and we've talked about this and I have a lot of mixed feelings about, you know, should we pay him or not? Because they're, you know, they are basically being used to make millions of dollars, but it, it is still technically an amateur sport. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues and different layers to kind of peel back and, and look at, but I, I don't know. I, I'm a wait and see. I'd, I'd like to think that they would take it seriously anyway, because these guys are getting, most of them are getting scholarships and they're worth a lot of money. And, and you've got all these alums and boosters and people that are, you know, that are involved and put pressure on these coaches and administrators. And it's just all such a weird it's one of the reasons why I love it. It's it's such a it's such a flawed, mixed up, <laughs> fucked up world. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think it's kind of what we have been talking about for the last month or so is the NCAA their late reaction to all of it. Some of these these towns, you know, Tuscaloosa, all these these college football towns where they're they're they stand to lose so much money. Mm-hmm. You know, because of even if even if games are played with no fans or smaller groups of fans, it, it's it's going to cripple some of these college towns that really depend on you know hotel guests and, and yeah. bars and restaurants. So for me, again, that that goes back to this is something those conversations should have been happening yeah. back in May June instead of getting to the point where it's like oh my god now we're, we're wait a minute we're not going to have a season how how do we do this yeah. I think they could have gotten a better handle on it for sure. The NCAA to their, to their, not to come to their rescue or cut, they can't, you know, they're the rule maker and the enforcers. They're not the ones that are going to come in and tell what a college AD or an administrator, what to do in regards to this. Cause it's, it's unprecedented. So to say that their hands are tied, yes, probably. But at the same time, they could have taken some initiative and sat down with all these college presidents from the, you know, power five on down and, said, look, what are we going to do about this? And they didn't do it. And I think that's where, like, I agree with Paul Feinbaum. Mark Emmert really has been kind of quiet in all this. And I think that's pretty emblematic. What's the word I'm looking for? Emblematic of of how things have been generally. It's like nobody really wants to say from the top down, we need to do this. We need to all agree on a, on a kind of a normalized plan. Let's talk about it. You know, it's, they would almost rather fracture everybody go off in their own corners and like the big 10 did, you know, they announced their schedule. And then five days later, we're not playing football. Now you see what's happening. Now it's coming out that, you know, they say there wasn't a vote. And now there, now there's, there was they right. voted 11 to three, which last time I checked, doesn't add up to 10. We can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a math degree, but I, I think that's yeah. wrong. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I know we were talking about NFL, but no, it, it just, it really, it really frustrates me because I think it comes down to people taking it seriously and realizing this is a public health threat across the board, not just to sports, everyone, but in their arena and their field, 
again, when, when they canceled, when the NCAA canceled the, the men's basketball tournament, like I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. Like if I was a college administrator, or if I was a, if, if I was a, a, you know, AD at LSU or any, any big school, I would have been going like, okay, what's this, what do we need to do? Like I'd be on the phone, like in a New York minute to like, what are we going to do about this? We've got to start talking now. And it's not, and it's not, you know, it's just not happening. And you know, for as as much money as on the line. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's, you would think like, Oh, we really need to kind of, you know, kind of gather the troops here and try to get some kind of unified plan going on. And it just doesn't happen. I think and, it's a, again, a, a big 10, not to bang, you know, bang on them again, but look, it's look at what is happening in that conference. You know, you've got Iowa, Nebraska and Ohio state. I think there's players that are like filing suit. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, and they may end up being right. It, this season could turn into, you know, a, a huge spike in cases and they may have to, I mean, we don't know yet. That's why I kind of, like to take the wait and see. Um, and it very well could happen. Don't know yet. We just got to play the games. I think it's this, this kind of shit show that has been happening is a very good selling point on why they need a commissioner or some, you know, I know we've talked about this in the past, but, but somebody that could have said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Boom. And you, you know, obviously these are an unprecedented event. Nobody, well, you could argue if it could have been predicted, but that's another, (laughs) <laughs> podcast subject, but someone at the top that would have said, okay, here's what we are going to do. I think if you look at the leagues that have been successful, well, every other league has a commissioner or president or, you know, someone that that's, that's making those calls and making those, making those tough calls and tough decisions. The NCAA doesn't have that. And so you've got, you know, what we're seeing right now. Oh, we're not going to play. You're going to play. You're not going to play. I'm going to sue, you know, all this stuff. It's, it's a mess. And granted, it's going to be easier to do in the pros because there is this very established hierarchy. You know, you have commissioner, owners, player. I mean, it's, you know, they've got a lot of money at stake too, so they don't want anything to go wrong. I mean, look at the what the NBA did backing the players this past week. I mean, it behooves them to have a plan and to really initiate these protocols and 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 make it make it a very serious goal to for everyone to buy in and opt in and and follow it you know watching that first episode of hard knocks last night you could see i I expected to see more players kind of like being kind of dismissive but everybody seemed to be taking it fairly seriously which was granted this is only two teams but and it's an edited show and yeah obviously there's a lot of stuff left out but it made me feel a little bit better like man they're really I remember watching a clip of Max Kellerman who annoys the shit out of me <laughs> a while back and a couple and he was just railing against the NFL about how this is just, you know, they're not doing their, and it's like, and I know he's got a TV show and has ratings and that whole thing is just about being provocative and belting out opinions, but it's hot like, takes. Man, yeah. Hot takes. Uh, but, but it's like, man, you know, this is new territory. They call it a novel virus for a reason. It's like, just give, you know, give some people some grace and give them some time to, to figure this out because the mistakes they make this season will be rectified hopefully for the next season. And hopefully we won't have to deal with this for very long, but it's not going away. We'll always have to worry about it. There'll be some specter of, of this virus always with us, but they're taking it seriously. The NBA taking it very seriously. Major league baseball starting to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of MLS, there. you know, NBA, WNBA very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, 
and that's great. Like that's what you have to do. This is about, this is, this is a game of, of adapt, survive and evolve. And, and, you know, it, it goes for everyone. I don't care if you're a billion dollar corporation like the NFL is something comes to threaten your, your livelihood. You better figure out a way to get around it. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. At least by all appearances, that looks like what they're doing. And gosh, I just want to see football. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think I'll pose this last question is to, you know, from this point going forward, do you think that the NFL should have more of a partnership with NCAA football in terms of having that leadership and treating like a college football as like essentially you know, like a minor league system for NFL, you know, teams? Like, do you guys think that they should have more of a hand in college football for guidance and maybe just more of like a, I guess a, uh, what would you call it? Um, just like a consultant, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think that's actually, that's a good way to put it. I think the NFL has done a lot to, educate uh rookies i know when rookies get drafted they've got to go through um things like a money management course and some classes and they they, they do things to did they do that after vince young got in the league or <laughs> yes. before he spent ten thousand dollars at? i think it's the vince young uh, i think it's the vince young school i think they named the the mini university after him <laughs> the vince young credit yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, they say the average NFL career is two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So these guys that get to this point, these, these college kids, a lot of them, I mean, they're well, all of them are going to immediately start making more money than they've ever made in their life. And the NFL has has set up, put protocols into place and things in a place that, that shows them how to deal with their money, how to uh, be smart with their finances, uh, stay out of trouble, those kinds of things. And so I think a partnership with the NCAA, maybe where they started that even at a um, kind of in, in a consultant level. Okay, you know, you guys, you want to you want to play at the next level. Mm -hmm. Here are some some things to consider. You know, here are some things to put in place. Um, and honestly, maybe this is the dad in me that wants people to get their education, but maybe that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, maybe if they did that, maybe we would see less people that are so convinced they're going to just kill it coming out after their, their sophomore or junior year and they tear up their knee or they flop or something doesn't work out and they're 22 and unemployed and they don't have their degree yet. So, mm -hmm. um, and if you go down that road, that could be something that the, the NBA could do with, um, with college basketball yeah, as well. Although that jump seems to be, I don't know, the underclassmen jump to the NBA seems to be the, the jump from college football to NFL. It takes a while. It's, to, it's a yeah, big one. For sure. I mean, even if you've got, you know, absolutes, the, the much as it pains me to say the Russell Wilson's of the world, <laughs> those are few and far between. Right. You know, a lot of times it'll, if, if your quarterback or your wide receiver, your, even your defensive end, if they're like on fire by their third year in the league, mm -hmm. you're, you're pretty pleased with it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's a good, I, I, I think there could be a lot of good, consultant role that can come out of that let's play ball it's game day we want strikeouts base hits double plays take the field hear the roar of the crowd All right, moving on to a uh, a huge thing that happened this past week in sports. I feel like 
every time that we get done recording, something huge either happens that night or the next day, which is uh, pretty remarkable. But the NBA and like MLS and all these sports leagues and all these players boycotting, not not postponing or canceling games, they boycotted in the name of BLM. And it was probably like one of the most powerful things I've seen in my life, I think, just coming from the fact that all these major players have millions and millions of dollars on the line just saying, no, we're not going to stand for this anymore. You know, like we're sick of this shit. And it was pretty remarkable to see. I found it very empowering, very moving. And like, especially, you know, Doc Rivers talking about it. You saw Stephen A. Smith on his uh, iPhone, on his uh, Instagram account, uh, giving his thoughts on it. And this week has been pretty, pretty remarkable and pretty powerful in my opinion. And I just, and I honestly got emotional kind of thinking about it the other day and how hopefully this is a major turning point in the culture in the U.S. as it regards to uh, BLM and, you know, what these athletes and what these leagues are kind of standing for. So, yeah, I completely agree. I, I think it was on, I think it was Tuesday. I think it was yeah. the afternoon that we, mm-hmm. I think we the first done. thing I heard it was that the Bucks came out and they went back in. What an awesome time to be alive in history and to be a sports fan. Yeah. To get to, get to see that happen firsthand. And then not only to, to you know, obviously the Bucks uh, and the Magic did it at that game. And then it was other games. And then you started hearing about baseball games uh, being boycotted and then postponed. And then the next day you started because practices were already over. You started hearing about NFL teams not having practice. Uh, And I know the Broncos and many other teams, the Broncos met as a team for four to five hours. They um, met with some of the Denver police. Always got to talk about the Well, Bonkos. When you follow them 10 hours a day, it's what you know. Um, so I felt so just just proud of, of sports in general um, and of athletes kind of fighting for and in, 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 a, in a peaceful way, protesting what they believe in. And then I was equally, I kind of felt just disgusted and frustrated by the sports bro and the callous stick to stick to sports. Show Yeah. I watch, I watch you to be entertained. And I thought I want you to be entertained. I don't want to hear what you think. And I just thought that's like, that's so degrading Yeah, to someone, you know, like I, I turn on my TV and I want you to do this. I want you to, if you're in football, I want you to risk CTE. I want you to risk tearing up your knee and do all this so I can enjoy it. But I don't give a shit about your African-American brothers and sisters. So I, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I mean, that that is, I think I've been tweeted, like to me, that's the most American selfish point of view to have. Um, even if you, if you disagree with them, which is hard to believe anyone dis- yeah. disagreeing with police brutality, just because you don't experience it or you in your bubble, it, it doesn't affect your world. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But, but even if you... If, if you disagree with it, how can you not respect someone for saying what they think yeah. for doing something as it's, it's the same people that, that get pissed off and they bitch and moan about, I don't like protesting. Oh, it's ending in violence. Look at all this shit. They're looting. What are you guys doing? How about a peaceful protest? And then they're all literally peacefully protesting. Right. That's all they're doing. And what do we hear people saying? I can't stand this shit anymore. I'm done with the NBA. Yeah, I'm done. I can't wait to boycott the NFL. I'm thrilled if people, fine, don't you know, don't watch anymore. Also, I you are going to watch because you had to go on this website and tell people that that you're not going to watch. Yeah. Um. But so to me, it was a lot of um. And I know we. I mean, I have I have some friends and family that that feel more that way, and mm-hmm. 
there were some arguments and, and, and heated debates and discussions about that this week. So for me, it was a lot of, um, kind of excitement and feeling proud of, 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 of sports really rallying around the oppressed and, and fighting for them. And then at the same time, just a lot of frustration by how shitty people can be sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I do feel hopeful that going forward that these, these players, you look at what the bucks did, they demanded, they wanted to meet with the attorney general. Like they're not just, these aren't just words that, that these athletes are saying, right. They, they want to make change. They want to fight for change. Um, I think it's going to happen for the good. Right. Well, cause like that was one thing I was thinking about too, is, is before the season even started, you know, like you had players like Kyrie Irving, like wanting to not play just to focus their attention, you know, like on the cause, you know, like, which is obviously great. But at the same time, it's like, well, like now I'm just thinking, well, like what if we didn't play this season? Like would this many people actually see the boycotting and these positive changes these players are trying to make in the world by using their platform, you know, which, you know, now, of course, I'm just thinking, man, if they, yeah, didn't play the season, you know, like we wouldn't be seeing this and it wouldn't be as much on people's radars, which it needs to be because it's just, you know, being a decent human being like, yeah, this shit needs to stop. And it's just so simple to me that it's just mind blowing that some people are just going against and just being like, oh no, well, this isn't the problem. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I'm like everybody deserves, you know, like equality. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just mind blowing that, you know, there's some people that honestly don't agree with that. No, they don't. I mean, if you read, you know, without your skin crawling, you're setting on fire. If you read out, kick the coverage blog that Clay Travis, alt-right bullshit. Clay <laughs> uh, oh my God. Uh, worst. There was an article that Jason Whitlock wrote calling this whole thing, you know, propaganda and BLM's a, you know, it's a terrorist group. I can't remember if he actually said that, but he alluded to it. Yeah. And Jason Whitlock is, you know, say what you want about him. Never been a huge fan anyway, but the cultural issues in sports have been, people want to deny this, but they have been intermingled for decades, for generations. I remember... As a kid, one of the reasons I got into to following baseball in the Atlanta Braves was because of Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. I remember that summer when he, no, yeah, when he tied the, he tied, it was the end of that season, he tied um, Babe Ruth's record, and then he was, the next spring, everybody was almost like, oh, he's, you know, he was, I remember like seeing him on TV, you know, because he was getting death threats. People were found out where he lived and was like calling his house or they were sending him letters. Um, I'm not completely familiar about the, the Jackie Robinson story, but you know, we all kind of knew, you know, in that era it was probably even worse. I mean, that guy was, you know, an amazing athlete, first African-American to play in the majors. The story this week about Adolph Rupp in the name of the arena there, you know, there's all this conflicting information about, was he a racist? Did he use terms like that? I think he only coached the whole time he was in Kentucky, maybe like two or three black players. And they're wanting to get his name taken off the, off the arena. I think things like that, tearing down, <laughs> tearing down Confederate statues and taking people's names off of things like that's all fine and good, but it's all very performative. It's all very symbolic. It doesn't really affect any change. I think what the NBA players are doing, like, and I think what made the league set up really and take notice and then get them behind them was like, look, we don't have to play. Yeah. Fine us, do whatever you want to want and do whatever, you know, do whatever you want to do. But this is important to us because it's, it's people, it's our lives. Playing basketball is our livelihood, but we're talking about a, a very large percentage of our population that is still seeing inequity and justice 
in a lot of different areas and we take it seriously and and every league should because most of the the players in these in MLB and in NFL and they they are African American and they're humans before before any of that they're human beings and you know it's obviously mistreatment injustices are, are still being done and I'm all for it I think you know the people that sit there and say like you were saying Joe you're like just you know these millionaires it makes me cringe they just shut up and play you know it's like dude it's real easy for you to sit there in your house behind your keyboard being a big tough guy on the internet but it just shows the lack of empathy and understanding that people have in this country and continue to have and until their sports get taken away yeah that's when they start yeah. that's when they start bitching and complaining it just shows you how we're making a lot of huge steps we've got a long way to go you know, when you have Jason Whitlock calling the BLM a, you know, a, a propaganda and terrorist organization, we, we've got a long way to go. Yeah. And, but I think this week was a, was a big step forward. I hope they do more of it, you know, and it needs to happen. You know, I, I think the, when the kids in college and the, the, um, we are united hashtag, you know, that kind of kind of came and went, but that's a good start. You know, what I was talking about last week, I hope a lot of these, uh, these protocol safety measures, you know, all these things continue on as well as looking after these kids as human beings and giving them the rights and you know that everyone deserves and and preserving all that and just you know at the end of the day it, yeah it is entertainment but there's a lot of money behind it there's, there's a huge culture behind it and it wouldn't be here without african americans yeah so whitey mcsports fans shut up <laughs> yes please <laughs> yes read a couple of books you know get some empathy get to get a worldview outside of you know uh, whatever it is you read. And, you know, if you don't want to watch, don't watch. Don't make a big deal out of it. Just, you know, go hang out with your family and cut your yard and quit complaining. No one cares. <laughs> All right. Last but not least for today, we are going to give you our AFC picks for the year. And, uh, man, Joey, I mean, like, you don't have any friendly competition here between, uh, you know, the, the uh, Boncos and, uh, like anybody else in the division, like me and Rob have with the uh, NFC South. That's huh? true. I mean, it's cute that you call that a competition with the Panthers and uh, the Saints. I mean, I, I guess, but yeah, um, <laughs> it wasn't a gap for right? those terrible. You have, don't you have like an uncle that's like a Raiders fan? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's me against the world. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can call you and a Jason Fitz just going back and forth this year. Yeah. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Let's get with our picks. We'll start with the AFC East and uh, who wants to start? I'll go first. All right, Joey. So I actually have the Patriots winning that division, but I think this is going to be the worst division in the AFC. Yeah. Um, so I've got the Patriots at nine and seven and I've got the bills at nine and seven too. I think that's going to come down to a, um, they're either going to split and it'll come down to a tiebreaker or new England's going to win both their games. And then I got the jets at six and 10 and Miami at five and 11. Uh, I fully believe that the Patriots are going to end up signing Fournette. I think that's where he's going to land. Yeah. And, uh, I think that Newton's going to be the, end up being the starting quarterback. And I think he's, they're still the Patriots. Like I honestly think that Belichick is good enough to just get that team, will that team to another division title. For sure. Rob, uh, I'm taking Buffalo to win it all 10 and six. Oh, the Bills. Hot take. I, I'm, yeah. Hot take on that one. Uh, New England, nine and seven. Miami, five and 11 Jets. Oof. I'm being generous by giving them four and 12 record, but maybe four. Yeah, that's what I have uh, for the East. I have the Bills going ten and six and winning. I have the Pats going nine and seven, but I, I can see that flip flopping and the uh, Patriots winning because 
I feel like Cam Newton has something to prove since nobody wanted him. This is the only place he got signed. Technically, he's the number two right now behind Jared Stidham, but I have a feeling obviously he's going to start as well. And uh, I think that he has something to prove. And I think being with Belichick, maybe he'll not have such a pouty face when things go wrong this year. If he just kind of keeps his positive momentum, which I think Belichick will keep him in check. (laughs) Kind of funny. Uh, And then have the Dolphins going six and 10. I think Tua is actually going to do something down there this year. I just think that team kind of has a little bit of a spark going forward. And yeah, I have the Jets going four and 12 because they're the Jets and they're the Jets. Nobody really cares. So there's the NFC or the AFC. God, easy for me to say Uh, the AFC East. Let's move on to the AFC North. And uh, Rob, do you want to take this one? Yeah. Uh, Baltimore. I mean, I don't know. Definitely going to win it at 12 and four. I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate like statistically. This is a pretty great season all around. Um, but I mean, who was the running back they got? Um, I, I can't, when it comes to this podcast, I cannot remember <laughs> anyone's <laughs> name. Yeah. I think they're they're. I'm, I'm giving them a 12 and four, but I think that could easily go 13, three, even 14 and two. I think they're going to be pretty hard to stop. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh, I've got them coming in 11 and five. Who knows what Baron von Frankenstein von Roethlisberger is going to look like. Well, Hey man, like he's done watching porn. So yeah, <laughs> he's on his way up. Uh, I got Cleveland at nine and seven. I think they might squeak in as a wild card. And since he, I'm going to say five and 11, six and 10, um, <laughs> burrow. That's, that's a Homer. That's a Homer pick right there. I think. Yeah. No, I think, I think they'll make it interesting. Um, but yeah, that's, I got Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincy in that order. Winning the AFC North, I have the Ravens as well. I also have them going 12 and four, which again, I think they could go 13 and three, depending on. They just didn't lose. They, they lost that one. Who was the one guy that went to Seattle? Uh, the lineman. Yonda, is that his name? I think so. Yeah. Rob's just making everybody blank on this show. Yeah, I'm just terrible with names. Uh, this is going to be a hot take, hot pick. I have the Browns going 10 and six. Mm. Wow. Because I think is that hot take or shit take. It's a brown take. It's a hot shit either. take. Maybe <laughs> it's a hot shit take. I think we can all agree the Browns have they've got talent. Yeah, they have I, talent. I would, I would agree. Kind of, I would agree. They're kind of a very talented team. They just can't get out of each other. Yeah, way. That's true. Totally. And I think this will be the last year that Baker Mayfield will be given to prove himself. So I think he also has the Cam Newton chip on his shoulder to actually play well. And like I think he's actually been sort of progressing. And like I think he's starting to see the game a little bit quicker back behind there. Yeah, so, I would agree. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I have the Steelers going uh, eight and eight. I just don't think, well, I think they can go eight and eight or they could potentially compete with the Ravens. Mm. Like, I think it'll go back and forth, which obviously this year is kind of crazy with maybe not having fans in the stadium, like all this stuff going on. So maybe some of their home field advantage might get taken away up in Pittsburgh. And then I actually have the Bengals going two and 14 because I just think, just like that one video uh, that I think y'all sent us on the uh, the uh, like Instagram group page that we have of uh, Joe Burrow just getting <laughs> just the defense just oh yeah not being blocked <laughs> yes. and just coming after Joe Burrow I think yeah. that that might be a trend for this year so yeah. I'm sorry Rob no I'm sorry you're a Carolina fan <laughs> me too um, at this point Rob the running back you were uh, referencing was J.K. Dobbins yeah from Ohio, Ohio State, State. No, okay yeah and there I forgot their first pick was uh, Patrick Queen yeah. from LSU yeah. They're going to be, which will gonna, make a very good defense. They're going to be God. frighteningly good this year. Dude, like LSU is just cranking out the players, man. Yeah. They always yeah, have. Yeah. I mean, they won't have any coming out this year, <laughs> except for Jamar Chase. If- All right. I've got, uh, I've got Baltimore 13 and three. Like Rob said, it'll be hard to, 
to duplicate what they did last year, but the talent's there. I think the defense is even better. I'm saying 13 and three. The Steelers, 10 and six, I think, even though it's done in, in the most awkward slash ugliest way possible, seems like Big Ben just cranks out wins somehow. There's yeah. nothing graceful or fun to watch about it. Um, I do kind of enjoy watching him trying to scramble now yeah. <laughs> with like two guys hanging off of him. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... Well, kind of he has, yeah. well, I mean, like he has lost some weight though. So like who knows if that... Little Ben? Yeah, little Ben, not big Ben. Medium yeah. Ben. Medium um, Ben. <laughs> uh, but then I have... I've got the Browns at nine and seven. So that's that's a close one right there. I agree with with what what we were saying about them earlier that uh, they have so much individual talent on that team. I'll be honest. I, who's their Who is their coach this year? Is, is it Kitchens? They change them out so often. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I and I feel like up. it's all the same person. Like it's the same. It just looks like the same guy each year. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess that says enough that we don't <laughs> even know. Um, and then I've got Cincinnati at eight and eight. That could be much lower. Um, but I think, uh, kind of excited to see what, what Burrow does. And, uh, I think he'll, he'll get him to eight and eight, but that, but that is, that's Baltimore's division. In fact, I would, I would bet money that they'll go six and zero in the division. I, sure. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll lose a game there. Sweet. All right, let's move on to the AFC South. And I guess I'll go first. We have our uh, hometown Titans here, but I do not have them winning. I have the, uh, Colts actually going 10 and six. And like I was talking to you guys before we started recording this segment that I didn't have records for this quite yet, but now I do because I really couldn't decide if Phillip Rivers was actually going to be good enough to uh, get the Colts back to a winning that division. So yeah, I have the Colts going 10 and six. I actually have the Titans going nine and seven. Hopefully Tana Thrill can, uh, you know, a duplicate oh last God. year. That's probably the first time that's ever been said. Tana Thrill. Really? Yeah. Is that, is that, that's not a thing, is it? Oh, no, well, no, I don't think oh, so. Oh, you just started yeah. it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Tana Thrill. Yeah, Tana Thrill. Um, at least Mariota's not going to have another bone be broken this year. Seems like he always gets hurt. Uh, and then I have the Texans going seven and nine because, you know, the Bill O'Brien and yeah, their, yeah. their trading abilities are quite top notch. And then I have uh, the stash, old Minshew with the Jags going five and 11. So it's being generous. Yeah, that's it for me, Joey. Um, so I'm I'm similar at the top. I from Denver playing uh, the Chargers twice a year and seeing so many Philip Rivers games. I I know it sounds cheesy to say don't count somebody out, but man, Rivers he just he just pulls it out of his ass a lot of time. And I mean, the, the dude's like he's so annoying. He has a million kids. But he, he he just he still plays well. He had a good year last year, and I kind of wish he just would have won one Super Bowl already, just to be like, no. okay, no, no you, you can don't stop. Think so? No, I mean, I'll, I'll continue to I'll continue to hate him, but I do think they'll I think they'll win that division. Yeah. Um, and I've got I actually have Houston at ten and six, so I think that'll come down to a tiebreaker. I think if if Houston didn't have Bill O'Brien, well, and if they had Hopkins, so if it was last year, but if they didn't have Bill O'Brien, I think they could be in the AFC championship. Like I think they could be a, a 11 or 12 win team. Um, but it just seems like he's, I mean, Deshaun Watson is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. I mm-hmm. feel like Bill O'Brien just is just a cancer to that team. Yeah. Um, in fact, I heard, I was listening to uh, sports radio on the way over and they were talking about somebody was saying they were looking forward to watching Deshaun Watson, like with a different coach that they thought he was, you know, watching what he could do and what that team could do. Yeah. Tennessee eight and eight, 
not a believer in Tana Thrill. <laughs> I think they are going to be back to just just vanilla. Yeah. Just kind of what they have been. It was a great run last year. Last year was incredible because, you know, I think I remember texting you guys like every time like they would win a playoff game or, would, or we would just be watching the game and we're just like, holy shit, is this really happening? Because if they make yeah. it to the Super Bowl, that would be unreal for this. Well, time. it was incredible that, you know, the the obviously beating the, pa- uh, the Patriots, which is no easy feat. And then the absolute destroying of the Ravens in Baltimore. That was so stunning. Yeah. And then I feel like even in the Chiefs game, I feel like they either got out to a lead or like a pretty good start in the first quarter. They and had a, yeah, they had a good first quarter. They and then, and then it just, the onslaught came on. So I, all that to say, it's not last year. That magic's over eight and eight. And then Jacksonville four and 12. And honestly, I was, I think they're going to be the worst team in the league. I was going between three and 13 and four and 12. Um, but yeah, four and 12. Yeah. Rob. Uh, I've got Houston winning it again. Honestly, this is one of those every year. I feel like you could just kind of like put all the names in the hat and just put either like nine and seven or eight and eight. And <laughs> right. Just pull it, you know, it wouldn't matter because th- th- this division every year just seems to be pretty consistently mediocre. Uh, I've got Houston nine and seven, Indy eight and eight, uh, Tennessee seven and nine, Jacksonville. I think at a very generous three and thirteen. They may only win two games. I wouldn't be surprised if they only won one. I don't really, I I don't, I think, I think rivers will make it interesting. Uh, Honestly, is it just me? Just like I, it like when I see quarterbacks, like when Montana put on that Kansas city Jersey for the first time, that seemed a little weird. Oh yeah. I'm not going to care about Philip rivers. Like I've just, I've never been a big fan of his. He's a crybaby, And I know he's a, he's a really good, he's a great quarterback. He's probably a hall of famer. Um, but the only uniform I think I would ever feel comfortably seeing him in is a ref's uniform. He just looks like a ref. Yeah, he does. He acts like one. <laughs> <laughs> he acts like a, well, no, I would say he doesn't act like one. He, 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 I don't know. I just, I'm just not a fan. I don't, I don't see him. He's not one of these guys. Even, yeah. He did have a good year last year. I just don't see him having that much of an impact. He's got one good receiver. Yeah. Uh, and one last thing about, uh, watching the Texans with a, a different coach for like your imagination. What if uh, Bill O'Brien got let go, but then the Texans actually got Mike McCarthy from the uh, Packers. Could be interesting. Watching him and Deshaun Watson, I think they could have oh, yeah. done some great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, we'll move on to the last one, the FC West. Uh, Rob, actually, you go first. I'll go second. So actually, uh, do you want Joey to go first just so we don't no, have let's to have him him talk last. about the Okay. So I, I can have the full hour. Yeah, yeah. he's had the full hour. Yeah, this is going to be a, a two-hour episode. So. Uh, I got KC winning it 12 and four, Denver at nine and seven. Uh, the San Diego, LA County <laughs> Chargers. I actually wrote San Diego on yeah. purpose just because I can't, it, it's just, it's never going to be, I don't know. And then uh, the Las Vegas Raiders of Alameda County at six and 10. Yeah. I have the chiefs going 13 and three and winning it. I also do have the, uh, the Denver Boncos going nine and seven. I have the Oakland Raiders still not going to say Las Vegas. It's just so weird. They're playing in a uh, huge Roomba going seven to nine and then actually have the uh, San Diego Chargers. Yeah, not going to say LA anymore either. Going five and 11. And uh, there's some people who give San Diego shit. I love being in San Diego. I don't know why they would move. San Diego is a great great town. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Like I know the the whole stadium thing, want to build a new stadium. They talent pitch in, whatever. Spanos is just a... Yeah, but I just love San Diego. Have you guys played the... uh, a couple blocks up from the kind of 
kind of towards the the baseball stadium in San Diego. There's a Moonshine Beach. No, it's like a, we did a radio event and it's like a, it's kind of like a Joe's bar, but it's a, it's a chain. It's, it's not like a losers, but it's something like that. It's just like a little country honk and tonk, honky tonk bar. Yeah. And we did a radio event there and walked a couple really great coffee shop, couple record stores. There's nice breeze coming off the water. Um, people were walking to the baseball game and it was, I, I, I love San Diego. Oh, I, I would it's live a great there in a city. heartbeat. Totally, yeah. I have some friends that live in La Mesa, and I'm like, I just want to, just somebody give me a couple million dollars. Yeah, I was about to say, like, if I made about Let me move half here. a mil a year, yeah, that would be great. Okay, guys, uh, b- buckle up. Here, here comes up. So I'm going to give the ASC West review, and then I'm going to go position by position. Actually, player <laughs> by player through the Broncos roster. Good um, All that scouting is really paying off, huh? Yeah, it's going to pay off right now. So I, I hate to say it, but I have the Chiefs at 12 and 4. As yeah. much as everything in me wants to say Denver's going to win the division. Uh, Mahomes is a freak show. And somehow they seem to be able to sign every single player to massive contracts and stay under the salary cap. They signed Kelsey, Frank Clark, and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes signed a $475 billion contract. And somehow they're still under the salary cap. Uh, I've got Denver at 10 and 6, which I'm pretty proud of myself. I feel like that's a realistic thing to shoot for okay yeah in my younger years when i was a kid it would have been 15 and one or 16 (laughs) you know they would have won 40 super bowls in a row um then i have the chargers of los angeles formerly of san diego seven and nine um i really like anthony lynn they've got a lot of i think they have a lot of pieces in place bose is a freak um if he can be healthy the whole year um but i really like i like the job that lynn is doing Um, i just don't like tyrod taylor I mean, he's a, he's a, he seems like a cool dude, but just as a player, he's like, I feel like he's, a, he doesn't inspire any kind of like, I don't look at him and go, man, man, what a great quarterback. He's just, yeah. Or the, or the, he's a like placeholder. he's the future. He's going to, he's going to be, he's going to do it for 16 yeah, weeks I've straight. Just, mm-hmm. Never. He's never turned me on at all. Um, let's see. And then my last, uh, the Raiders of Oakland, Los Angeles, and now Las Vegas, uh, six and 10. And I'm going to go one further on that. I think this is going to be cars last year with the Raiders and could be his, I think this is kind of his final audition for Gruden. Well, just, and, oh, and just kind of for the league, oh, like, the league? like, okay, what, yeah. like what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I think they're going to move on from him in Vegas and uh, maybe somebody also give him a shot. He's when he Mario? signed that monster deal and then got a whole bunch of credit. Cause he like gave a whole, like said he was going to tie 10% of it to his church or something. Um, yeah. And Mario is, is there too. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, PC some action there. Hopefully he doesn't get his leg broken again. <laughs> in the casino, you never oh, know. Casino, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta be careful. Sports book, yeah. <laughs> well, Joey, we're surprised that you just didn't pick the Broncos going uh, sixteen and zero this year. I'm trying. Yeah. I figure if I if I put this into the universe, then yeah, the well, fates will reward me with if, an undefeated. If they season. had two more Von Millers on defense, they probably could. Yeah, because offensively they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean you got arguably the fastest rookie that's ever going to step foot on a professional football field yeah. in Jerry Judy. So yeah. hopefully Drew Locke can get him the ball. They'll, they'll be fun to watch. Yeah. That's going to be a fun team. Agreed. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. Cause if I was the offensive coordinator, seriously, every single play go deep post route, Jerry Judy. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I mean, it, it's no, seriously. A, Cause like, I don't think anybody, well, I mean, like, especially like with the, uh, with a corner or a safety, you know, just having to stand there and, and pretty much being behind from step one anyway, having to run backwards. That dude's just going to run by everybody. So just yeah. I'm going to throw him the ball every time. 
he can't be, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be able to be covered. You know, obviously he can't, he can't go deep every time. I think they're going to play a lot of double coverage or they're going to have a safety kind of ho- hover over to his side. He's not the world's biggest dude. Yeah. So I think he's going to have to watch out for the big hits. Um, hopefully they're not going to send him on a lot of crossing routes. But then again, if you hit him on the run, when I mean, he doesn't, you're not going to catch him. Right. So I, I, I can't wait to watch that happen. There was one, they had their first scrimmage, not even a real scrimmage, but they, they played it at the, at the stadium on Saturday and we were in rehearsal and I was kept refreshing Twitter. And at one point he, I think somebody stepped on his foot and it's, you know, I'm reading on Twitter and he said, uh, Jerry Judy limps over to Southern. I'm like, just refresh (laughs) refresh (laughs) i'm surprised that you don't have like an ipad with the broncos training camp going on right next to your uh your your drum set during rehearsal i I would have but uh they weren't broadcasting that one for some oh gotcha i looked into that yeah i always i was gonna have to watch it for sure um yeah but they didn't i mean that was as close to so we're a week away nine days away from the opener Mm -hmm. and that was as close to a live game that they've had and they said that they still weren't even tackling. You know, they were doing like kind of grab somebody and then they're considered down. But I mean, I think for most of these teams, the first true tackles they're going to see are going to be at the game. There's going to be some sloppy football in the first couple weeks. And there's going to be some injuries. Yeah. I talk about that. I totally agree. I hate to be the, again, be the negative Nelly, but yeah, no, it it will be. It's going to be as much as I look forward to it. I kind of have that same other foreboding sense when college football, it's like this first, you know, we talked, I talked about it and, past podcast but like there's always this great couple of first week there's this great couple matchups and then the next three weeks it's just all garbage yeah green puff games if there is some kind of COVID outbreak and you're going to have like maybe star players that have to sit out for for two weeks and you're, you know there's a lot of contingencies there's going to be some interesting you know definitely going to test some levels of patience yeah absolutely <laughs> for yep. sure well let's do uh some playoff picks maybe in a few weeks after the first couple of weeks kind of get going just yeah. so because 2020 is, you know, obviously. And we need to start talking about the draft. Draft course. already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mock drafts. Yeah. Mock, Never mock too draft early for, for 2023. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's All get right. Mel Kuyper on the phone. All right. Well, that's this episode of One More Pass. Once again, you can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, do you guys have anything else to add? Here's another week of uh, negative tests in the yes. NFL. Slice it up. Kick it off. Ready. All right. Watch Joey this Friday. Yes. Live at the Ryman, $10 at Joey Sanchez, music, drums, Dot whatever on Venmo.com. Dot org. Dot. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Yeah.